Hey everyone, welcome to the Bands to Watch podcast. This is episode six, and it is titled Wing It, because that's what a lot of you artists are doing out there nowadays. You're winging it. You're trying to make it work, trying to make it happen, and it's just not happening. So we're going to go over a little bit of what you can do as an artist, as somebody who even just writes music, doesn't really have any interest in playing music, uh, to get your name out there, um, and just some some tips and tricks for everybody out there. So first things first, a little product update. Bands to Watch launched their website, launched our website, launched my website. Yeah, so I built it, been building it. Um, I've been working with a company, which all of y'all should check out. It's called Chivy. And if you have a publication online or if you have a blog or if you have... Um, if you have a venue or you're a band, which a lot of you guys are bands, and you want your events to be pushed more places, Chivy is the way to go. It's like an online bulletin board where you can post as a curator, or sorry, as a provider, and uh, curate your own calendar as a curator. So it's pretty cool. Um, this video or this podcast is not sponsored by them. I mean, it kind of is because I work with them now. Um, but the um, the reason why I bring it up is their platform, their data aggregation that that they're building uh, for local arts and nonprofits is perfect for bands and artists and shows. And we're getting all these people on. So I am starting a beta of Bands to Watch here, hopefully by the end of December. I... We should have, I mean, hopefully by the end of this month, ideally, we should be able to get the the code right to get the calendar working properly. And as we bring people on to Chivi, who are posting through Chivi, their data powers the platform that I'm building. So pretty, pretty sweet. If you want to check that out, it's www.bandstowatch.com. That's B-A-N-D-S-T-O w-a-t-c-h.com um yeah powered by squarespace sponsored by squarespace just kidding um so this episode is called wing it because that's what i'm doing right now i'm just gonna talk for 20 minutes and wing it uh, No, but the real reason is uh well that's part of the reason i didn't write an episode today um or over the weekend I was supposed to, but I was solving algorithms. Um, yeah, so this episode is called Wing It, and that is because, one, I am winging it, but also I want to talk about artists who wing it, the the people that don't take their business seriously. And a lot of you listening now might disagree with me calling it a business, but that's absolutely what it is. Um, you're taking in money for a service or a product and you basically, I mean, you don't owe tax because you're not making enough money yet to be able to do that. Some of you are, but a lot of you guys who are on the come up don't really know anything about being a 1099, um, self-made entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it as a musician, that's what you are unless you have an entity like a, an LLC or something, which absolutely highly recommend 
you go start an LLC for your band. It's the easiest. Um, as, as soon as you start making money from, from cover shows or even just money at the door from your own original shows, you need to start an LLC because it will protect your ass. Cover your ass. C-Y-A. Something my dad always taught me. And it is crucial to any liabilities because when you have an LLC, the law is very flexible and they can only come after what your LLC has, none of your personal. They can't uh, personally sue you, which is great. You never want to be sued on a personal level. But I digress. Um, so there are a lot of ways that you can get your music out there. First things first, everybody knows, posting it online, posting it on the internet, posting it on on YouTube, Spotify, getting all those things done. Those aren't the difficult part. It's breaking past the white noise. The getting to a point where, yeah, you've got a lot of fans. Let's say you've got a turnout, an average crowd draw of, let's say, 50 people. That's pretty massive for for Oklahoma. If you're a, if you're a small band and you get 50 people to show up at every single show that you play, you are doing something right. And on that note, that does not mean 50 people that you put on the guest list. That's 50 paid people. I see so many bands abuse the guest list and then they wonder why they're not making any money. It's because you put all your friends on there who are basically saying, I like your band, but not enough. Well, let's just say this. I like your band, but not more than this $8 taco that I bought before the show. Because they could have easily spent, they could have not bought that $8 taco and then given you $8 for a ticket. They don't see the ticket as valuable enough. So that's that's kind of what, um, or not as valuable enough, as valuable as your show, as your hard work that you've been working on for weeks and weeks and weeks. They want the taco. And... Part of what bands to watch the platform once it's built after the calendar, after all that is, is part of it's going to be kind of a learning, an educational experience. I really want to prevent bands from going out of business too early, declaring bankruptcy too early from, and, and usually it's because they make dumb decisions because they're unseasoned. They're, they go on premature tours. Granted, there are some great spots that you can go on tours early and come back, you know, not in the red. A lot of bands who go out will just come back and they're, they're financially stressed because they've lost all their money. They didn't make any money on merch. Maybe they bought a few things on tour. They blew through all their, you know, their, their travel funds early that's what causes that extra stress in bands which causes breakups it's it's one of the things there's a lot of things but financial burden you're basically married to your bandmates when you're married to your bandmates you have almost you have almost similar uh responsibilities as as your spouse so You really have to think of it as a marriage. Any business 
like for me looking for, I think I mentioned this on an earlier podcast, looking for a founder is like looking for a spouse. Yeah. A co-founder, somebody to help me with it early on. Um, you got to find the right person because the wrong person can cause you a bunch of headaches in the future. And that's why sometimes bands don't work out because it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of uh, personality clashes, but a lot of it is due to financial stress um, or personality stress. Those are the two main reasons why bands break up, why probably also divorces happen. Um, so first things first, know your worth, you know, don't, put everybody on the guest list. Not everybody deserves to be on the guest list, especially if you know that they are, they're going out for drinks after the show or they're going, they're coming from dinner. Just be like, Hey, would you do me a favor? I know you asked to be put on the guest list, but you know, we really could use the extra support. Just pay for the show. I mean, you shouldn't have to beg for it. You shouldn't have to do that. They should know and they should want to support you. And that's the difference between friends and acquaintances. Your friends, your true friends should be the ones that you can call at 4 a.m. and say that you're drunk and you need a ride home. Then they'll get their ass over there and pull and get you home. Your acquaintances are the people that you're friends with on Facebook or your friends and you pulled them to the show or you coerced them into coming to the show by putting them on guest list. You don't even want them at your show. Let them listen to your album. Let them listen to whatever you have on Bandcamp. Because you deserve to make money from your show. So that's part one, or bullet one. Bullet two, kind of going off of what we were talking about earlier, don't, don't go chasing waterfalls. No, uh, don't go on premature tours. It, it's not usually worth it. It's a headache. It's a lot of logistics. And you could be much happier and much more financially secure if you just play and dominate your city and the surrounding cities. Now, if for some reason your city doesn't have a good scene for what you're doing, find the closest scene to it and make it work get on those shows there's not necessarily a chiptune scene here in oklahoma city but i know plenty of people who have started chiptune you know names or, or chiptune uh they're writing chiptune music which if you're not familiar with chiptune it's basically eight 16-bit music that sounds like video game music um, but people are really kind of rallying behind a chiptune scene on the underground. And there's a lot of stuff going on in other cities. There might not be stuff going on here, but that means go get with other electronic artists. You know, play the farmer's market, play whatever. Go play with rock bands. I mean, you really, as long as your music's good, bands will accept you for shows. So... Don't go on premature tours. Know your worth. The third, which kind of goes, kind of goes between the two of them, but 
don't be frivolous with your spending. You don't need the nicest microphones. You don't need the nicest amps. You don't, you need to treat your business like a business. If you start a business tomorrow, you don't go buy office space, not the movie, like actual office space. <laughs> you, you don't start with the office. You start out of your garage. It's called a startup mentality. You, you're, you're starting out of your garage, out of your house or out of your band room. And you focus on the stuff that makes money, AKA your music. And then the other stuff happens. The other, the other pieces fall into place with merchandise, with, I don't know, some pay-to-play gigs where you use like Sonic bids or whatever and, and throw them 50 bucks and maybe you get the show, which I think is a scam, but that's another rant for another day. Um, and honestly, one of my friends just got their shit stolen the other day, so... Just don't have nice stuff starting off so you can afford like a nice tour van, like a Mercedes Sprinter or something. I don't know. Some people, they love being road dogs and dirty and stinky and they just, they go on the road because it's a blast and that's awesome. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying don't do it prematurely. I'm not saying don't tour. I think there's absolutely a time to tour. Just don't do it prematurely. So, let's see, we've got don't tour prematurely, keep an eye on your expenses, know your worth, and the bottom line is treat your band like a business. Look at your expenses, keep, I know it's boring stuff, looking at numbers, unless they're green, but don't buy so much merch. Do a limited run, use, utilize uh, websites that will do single orders of a design that you make, a merch. I know we did that for a bit with uh, Sunnyside Up, and it worked really well. It cut a lot of our costs down. Um, you don't need to have boxes and boxes of merch at every single show. Sometimes it's good to have a supply and demand, get a good idea of what the demand is, and then use that supply. You can always order more especially early on as a band, you just got to be thinking like a businessman. I know it's boring. And part of the reason you started a band is to buck the system and say, fuck you to the man. But you've got to, if you're going to be successful, you've got to treat it like a business. That's just how it goes. And that being said, have fun. Obviously, you know, don't get so bogged down with all the statistics and the business side of things that you lose you lose what uh, got you there in the first place, that that bond with those members and everything like that. You know, you don't want to lose that in the process. And it also helps to know that the only way you'll make it is if by someone, or the only way that you have a chance of making it is by just talking to people, networking, ferociously networking. You'll meet so many people that know so many people that know so many people, and eventually you'll come across somebody who could give you that big break. It's all about who you know, especially in the music industry. I know everybody says that the job market isn't about what you know, it's who you know. That's absolutely true. And the same applies for artists. I know plenty of people that I've watched over the years 
that have far less creative or well-produced or well-rounded sound and they've gotten so much more done by knowing the right people gotten published music videos PR huge shows and their music isn't that good and it's who you know so on that note not everything is put on the back of the promoter now let me rephrase that so Bands think that they can post one time somewhere, and this might not be you, but if you've ever had that thought, it's like, oh, I posted here, I posted there, and nobody's looking at it, nobody's liking it, the algorithm is weighted against you. The promoters for these shows, sometimes the promoter is you, sometimes the promoter is the artist, and if you're a promoter listening to this and you don't know about the algorithm on Facebook... There is an algorithm on Facebook and Instagram that will push your posts to the bottom of the algorithm if there's too much text on the page, if there's too much text on the photo. So you may think that you're being cutesy by adding a photo to your post to get more views, but if it's a show poster, that usually has a lot of text on it. I think it's like a rule if there's 20% uh, text on a photo or more, then they push it down in the algorithm. So be creative. You don't necessarily have to post a show poster with a post. Yes, sometimes it does work. It'll slip past the algorithm. But especially posting memes to promote concerts, there's usually a lot of text and memes. So just a heads up for anybody who's posting. And again, the promoter, it's not all the promoter's job to, to make your band famous. I know it sounds like that's what they would do, but they're, they're looking for the maximum amount of return with the least amount of risk. And that's what bands to watch. That's what, why what I'm building is going to help bands and artists and venues and promoters because if you have the data you know how to construct a well-received show you know how to construct a better show with the artists that you have so i don't know i'm not telling i'm not trying to tell you that you're running your business wrong i'm not trying to tell you that you're doing it wrong there's not necessarily a right way to do it but there is a responsible way of doing things and if you are Treating your band like a business, you're going to have a better time than if you just treat it like a hobby. That's just the bottom line. That is the message of the day, if you will. So we're going to do something a little differently for the, the last few uh, minutes of the podcast. Instead of going through all the bands and explaining a little bit about like the background, blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to rapid fire, like literally rapid fire a list of bands that everybody should check out. I'm not going to spell them. Just going to go fast, fast, fast. And I'm also going to put them on the playlist. So, all right, here we go. Starfucker, 
The Drums, Lazlo Hollyfeld, Starlight Mints, Minnow Mena, Lacrosse, Grimes, Mute Math, Group Love, Bombay Bicycle Club, Enemies, Elton Eleven, The Redneck Manifesto, The Spinto Band, Deerhoof, Caravan Palace, Alan Stone, She, and for those jazz lovers out there, Rafiq Batia. I don't know how many I named, but all of them are going to be on the playlist tonight. So, it's going to be fun. Um, and to cap off the show, if you haven't, go ahead and navigate your little ass over to www.bandstowatch.com. Check out all of our socials. They're all linked right there at the bottom. I think even at the top, but I think at the bottom. And go to Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, or not Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and follow if you have an account. Just support it. Support it because things are moving fast. We're going to get something off the ground here soon. I can feel it. Um... Hope everybody had a good time at that Incubus show. I wasn't able to go, but I'm super jealous of everybody who was. And if you are listening from another area, maybe not an Oklahoma City area, um, Buffalo, Toronto, California, I've got a lot of friends that listen from all over the place. Let me know if you want to like feature your city on the bands to watch podcast. Like I, what I'll do is I'll go through and I'll just like dive into your city and really get a good feel of what's going on and kind of tell you who you should listen to, who you shouldn't. Cause some people just need a little bit of a push, a little bit of some, some validation or something. Cause yeah, they could go out on their own and try to figure out nah, some people they don't have time. So that's what I'm here for. So if you want, throw me your city, I'll do a deep dive, maybe a little history lesson. I don't know. It'll be fun. Until next time, though, guys, have a have an amazing evening. It depends on when you're listening to this. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing month. Next week, by the time I record the next podcast, I will be 28. My birthday is on mon- my mon- my birthday is on Monday, so it should be fun. Gonna have a little get together this weekend at my house. And gonna celebrate turning 28. So until next time, everyone. Later. <laughs>